When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Working Girls. I'm Trinity the Tuck. And I am Ginger Taylor the Tuck Minge the Third Jr. Hightower Smith. That's a, a very reasonable last name. Well, I want to do pageants again. You know, I, I need a good Southern pageant name. Yeah, Minge is not really a good uh, pageant last name. I mean, I guess you almost won Continental. Several times. We got very close. Maybe maybe it was the last name. (laughs) (laughs) It might have been. They were like, oh, that's just too vulgar. We couldn't possibly put it on the marquee. (laughs) Minge is not continental. No, it's continental. It's very (laughs) different. Yes, yes, yes. So um, before we got on air, you were saying that you were having anxiety because it's like getting near to the end of the uh, the finale for All-Star 6. Now, whoever's watching this and listening to this by now, they probably already know who won. Hopefully yeah, it's probably. you. Hopefully it's you. Hopefully it's me. If not, thank you for listening to our very last podcast before I <laughs> run out into traffic. <laughs> Well, um, I love your backdrop. You have like this pink ruffle dress. Thank you. Well, You're still I'm, in your attic. yeah, I'm still, girl, I'm still locked away in the attic here in Provincetown. Well, so what had happened was um, a couple days ago, everybody in town's phones started going. Eh, eh. We're like, what the hell is going on? We were supposed to get hit directly by Hurricane Henri. It's not Henry. I have been told. It's not Henry. It's a tropical storm Henri. So uh, everybody in town was like fleeing for their lives because, you know, it's, it's right on the water. It's all these old houses. This house I'm in is like 120 something years old. It's all wood. And, like <laughs> I was grabbing everything that I could out of that dressing room. I was like, no, I, ain't get, I can't get water damage on my good pink ruffles. So... <laughs> I, find, I have another show tomorrow, so I was like, well, let me pull it out of the box today and hang it up so I can get some kind of wrinkles out of it. Did y'all have any damage up there? No, girl, it's like living in Orlando where every six months they tell us, get ready, hunker down, because the hurricanes are coming. And then we barely get, like, a cool breeze. Oh, it just sprinkled. It, it didn't even sprinkle. I worried about you because you're 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 pretty short and you have no neck. So I didn't, you know, if it got if it flooded, bitch, you're 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 out of here. 
Well, luckily we are staying in it, basically the attic of this house and there's two wooden frame beds that we could take apart and like fashion into a raft if we had to float to safety. Do you know how to do that? <laughs> Manual labor? Uh, no, that's why I married my husband. <laughs> true, that is true. I think, I think CJ could probably figure that out. <laughs> yes, well, you know, uh, on top of being just a wonderful husband and a certified chef, he was also a professional wrestler, so he's he's pretty big and butch, you know? Oh, I didn't know that about CJ, but that explains our guest today. I'm super excited about our guest. I'm very excited because I actually have met this person. They are so lovely. Just as as lovely on the inside as they are on the outside. And on the outside, they are pretty fucking gorgeous. Uh, looking at her right now, she looks like a drag queen with this hair is coiffed. I, I should say more of a pageant queen because she's like, her hair's coiffed. She has on the only pheromone highlighter, the full on <laughs> lashes. She has her press on, bitch. She is red tea girl. Stage, bitch. The nose is pinched. Bitch. The are done. The girls yeah, are up. God. Yes, you want to introduce our guest? I would love to. I am very honored to welcome our very special guest today. So, Cal Val, how are you, gal? Oh, hey. Uh, how am I? I am fangirling freaking out i am so in love with the both of you like you don't understand this is like my celebrity moment and i actually fear how i'm going to deal with this because i'm flipping out like i'm going is this real life i'm doing david at the dentist is this real life is this gonna be forever (laughs) (laughs) you look beautiful oh my god coming from you i just can't i did realize though that we're all orlando people this is the weirdest thing yes it yes. is, but you, none of us are in. Well, I'm in Orlando. Uh, I guess, I, yeah, I'm in Orlando. But you, no, you're in Lake Nona. Am I? Is that what it's called? You're in Lake Nona. You're, you're well. You're almost Boggy Creek, girl. Oh, but say Lake Nona because it sounds classier. <laughs> it oh does sound God. very fancy. I am Lake Nona, which is a sister city to Orlando, which is really one of the suburbs. Yeah, it's the suburbs. Yeah. But you you don't live in uh, the States anymore. I don't. Regrettably, uh, I say regrettably, that sounds terrible. Um, I'm f- originally uh, from Texas, lived in uh, SoCal for a bit, Southern California, hence the SoCal Val name. Uh, lived in Kentucky with a terrible boyfriend. Lived in North Carolina. And then, yeah, I live in England now. Well, I am from mostly from Orlando. But my husband is British, too British to function, as I call him. Wearing British husband, Alan. Uh, and I've been married for five years, been here about five, six years, and I'm just about a half hour north of London. Can I oh. say before we move on, I think all three of us have probably lived in Kentucky with a terrible boyfriend at some point. Yes. Well, I didn't have a boyfriend, but I, I moved to Kentucky to get away from a terrible boyfriend. Oh, oh. what is it about that state? <laughs> it's the go-between. Kentucky fried nightmare. That's what that. <laughs> Yes, I mean, you think going to Louisville, it's like visiting, it's it's like a cute city, it's like fun to visit, but living there, no, and that's like their biggest city. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's the scrunchy capital of the world. If you're from Kentucky and you're watching, I do apologize. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, I was there for maybe like a year, year and a half, and I lived like almost in Cincinnati, and Cincinnati had a beautiful art museum, a little bit of culture, but Kentucky, can't say I'm a fan. Sorry. I did Kentucky. I think it was like one of the first big prides that Kentucky put together. And it was in Louisville. 
and I did, it was, God, it was probably like five years ago at this point. Um, it was so much fun, but it was literally like in a cul-de-sac off of this random street. And like people were just wandering by. It was like nobody in town really knew the pride was happening, but they all stopped and they were like, oh, look, there's a cross-dresser. I think <laughs> I'll stop and gawk for a minute. At the cul-de-sac. In the cul-de-sac. Um, it was lovely. Though. I, I've always had a good time in Kentucky, uh, but I'm always grateful to, like, have the fun and then leave. Yeah. 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 I, you know, I didn't have luck dating there. I mean, like, because most of the most of Grindr there is, like, the blank profiles. Like, because it's all, like, nobody's out. So um, <laughs> That's shady. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, some hot, rough trade. But other than that, I was not trying to date anyone from there. <laughs> Don't advise it. No, but you are now in the UK. You say you're in London, yeah? Just just north of, yep, yep. North, it's like an hour north of London. I love that. I love London. I, I would live in, if I could pick any place, it would probably be like Manchester. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just love it. I love, um, gosh, what do they call that? There's like this place where you go and it's all sorts of little shops and stores. But it's And the like, restaurants is all like a cobble street. Yeah, but this one building is like four stories high and it has every bit of, of anything you could ever need to do drag. And I know that because I flew in one day from Australia to Manchester and they lost my bags. Oh, gosh. And my bags weren't going to make it until after I left the next day to go to Seattle. So um, I had to go and piece together everything for this show that night. And they took me to this place. I wish I could, like Apex or something like that. I don't remember. But foundation and lashes and wigs and rhinestones and sequins and necklaces, everything to make the queen was in this one building. It was the coolest place I've ever been. Well, wow. I love I that. That I've never seen that store. Well, I'll take you next time we go. If we're ever yes. allowed to go Actually, again. I attended Manchester Pride uh, virtually uh, oh. this year. And I think they actually, I want to say they canceled it this year, uh, the in-person event. But Manchester is one of the only places I haven't been to so much. But there's a lot of fantastic prides here. Like Brighton's the big, big, big one. Mm-hmm. I've been to London Pride. They have some really cool things here. And England's beautiful. It's It's really weird, actually. Uh, I don't want to bore you with it, but my two sisters and I have two older sisters and we all ended up in England. My, my oldest sister is married to um, an Irishman who's a musician in a band called The Script. And they've lived here for years and years and years. They have three kids. So she ended up here first. Then I ended up here, uh, ended up meeting my husband. I was here for a comic con. I went to his restaurant. We just kept in touch. Long story short, yay for love. And then my other sister's actually she studies in, in Birmingham. So all th- all three of us ended up in England and I was the one who grew up loving English culture, you know, the Henrician period and the Tudors and all that stuff. So it's it's really weird that I ended up here when I was such a fan of everything British. What do they call yeah. that? An Anglophile? Yeah. An Anglophile. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I've always, I've said that and I, I've always hoped in my heart of hearts that it was uh, the politically correct thing to say because I don't know any better. But it sounds I, a bit harsh, doesn't it? Anglophile, it sounds I mean, like, it, yeah. It does. it does, but I, I have always been obsessed. Maybe it was the Spice Girls. We're all of that generation. We grew up with the Spice <laughs> Girls and we all wanted to be them. Hell, I'm ginger for a reason. Um, but I, I always was so obsessed with 
British culture when I was growing up. And then, of course, after the Spice Girls, I got into like Doctor Who. And then I went back and watched all the old Doctor Who's and and then um, Mrs. Brown. And then, and then she found Uncut Men. And she's like, they're all in the UK. Well, and it's fun with an uncut, uncut penis. And you can practice like making balloon animals if you want. It's, okay, if we can go there. I mean, well, hey, this, can. Is, this is, you know. That's that's an interesting thing to get <laughs> to get used to. You're like, oh, what's this? <laughs> well, Hello. They don't have that in Kentucky. I've <laughs> never seen that before. It's because British people are so cultured that they always wear a little hat. You know, they do. They, they do. You want to dress I, up for the occasion? I'm into it. As long as it's a pretty penis, I love it. Yeah. yeah. I don't care if it's right. pretty girl as long as it's a penis I, i'm just i'm so interested and this is so weird to say out loud but i'm so interested in in human anatomy so like penises and vaginas and breasts and like all that i just think they're so interesting and so beautiful even the ones where people are like oh my god it's so ugly i'm like no, look at like it's, it's really kind of cool interesting <laughs> oh i know i dress like a frog <laughs> all right so enough of that enough of <laughs> That could be the entire show, just talking about that. Yes. Okay, fine. Fine. We will talk about this for one more second. Okay. Trinity. Uh Uh-huh. What is the ugliest penis you've ever seen in your life? Oh, my gosh. Um, Say me in the dressing room, because nobody can see. I once saw um, a guy's penis, and, and first of all, let me just preface this, like, I'm really not trying to shame anyone. So maybe we should oh. talk about ugly penises. But yeah, how about the no, okay, no. We're most unusual, that. most unusual penis better, better. I've ever seen um, was a, a guy who literally his penis went erect, went, it was like a boomerang. It was like, it literally curved. Like, yeah. Like, how, how does that, you have to like stand to the side to like <laughs> put it maybe in? He's directing you, you know? Yeah. yeah. This way. You're like trying to hit corners and stuff. I mean, I imagine for their partner, it it just, it definitely gets all the, the nooks and crannies. <laughs> <laughs> or nooks and fannies, as they would say in the, in the U-Kizzle. Depending on his oh, partner. the U-Kizzle. I love that. We're learning the culture today, girl. What about That's you? Just me. What's the most unusual? For the me? Most unusual. Yes, for you. No, no, no. Oh, God. You, Ginger, you go. I mean, I don't know. I don't see any of them as unusual. I mean, they're all kind of the same. They all serve the same purpose. Um, uh, much like you, Trinity, it didn't go out to the side, but well, the one you saw, not you. I've never seen her. No, no. Um, but there was one that literally, when erect, would curve like into his belly button. Wow. I mean, not all the way in but you know it was it was heading north for the winter for sure towards that oh. way Interesting. Uh-huh. yeah what about you val oh god um when we started talking about it, i remembered a, a friend of mine um i will not name her because she's a very high <laughs> profile host now <laughs> i wouldn't do that to her but she used to talk about like the army hat and i was i uh, i'm just gonna go ahead and say it on this podcast i don't mind um i was a virgin until 19 and i was with a guy for eight years just one guy so i guess when she was telling me this i'd be like huh because i had just been with the one dude and uh she said something how boring am i jesus i learned later <laughs> have some fun have some fun ladies and gentlemen um 
but she would always talk about how it was like an army helmet. And I was like, what? And then I was with a dude that it was not just like an army helmet. It was almost like a microphone. And that was interesting. But me as a presenter, I thought I'm used to this. So I know what to do. <laughs> wow. So, Hello? So, like, you're talking about the head of the penis being so large. Yeah, it was a bit off-putting. It, large and almost yeah. symmetrical, I would imagine, yeah. to be like a, like, like a microphone. Yeah, just just like like, like <laughs> for those listening, I'm actually doing the gesture now. Uh, it's too, too bad you're missing that. That's why you need to go to YouTube. Um, but yeah, almost like an ice cream cone. I was like, this is interesting. Wow, that has got to be just. How does that even go in? Yeah, it worked fine. Oh, no, okay, no well, complaints. Wonderful. Well, that's that's just <laughs> wonderful. We, now we know. You know, it wasn't a long term thing. I had I had my fun. You know. <laughs> what are you drinking there, gal? I am drinking a bit of Red Bull vodka, and I hosted a chat before this, and I only had my Red Bull. I thought, let me get a little bit amped up. I always get giggly, so I'm going to apologize now. Uh, but then I did tell CJ, I said, listen, I am such a fan of both of you, and I'm I'm sitting here going, okay, compose yourself, maybe put a little double shot of vodka in there. So that's what I did, just for liquid <laughs> courage. So... Yeah. So we actually, we, we've set this interview up through my husband, CJ. Yes. Um, but you and I, we first met, well, I first saw you at Drag World UK. Yes. Yes. And then we we uh, somehow connected and you got tickets to come see my Christmas tour in the UK a few years ago. And I will never forget, you were sitting towards the back of the theater. Mm-hmm. and the meet and greet was at the back of the theater and I just remember you were so nervous and I overheard you talking about how you you're so nervous you don't want to approach me you don't want to talk to me because you don't want to like be weird no, and then flash forward like we didn't really get to connect that night but flash forward a couple months back I got to do um I, I got to do your your YouTube channel with you and the girls Yes. Which was so much fun. And I almost liked that I didn't know you, any of you, that well, because I felt like I got to know you better during that. Oh, my God. It's actually, the story of how we met is actually quite cute. Because, are we cute? Because at Drag World, um, my girlfriend Erin and I, who's my best friend, she is just like me, just worships, uh, you know, drag race and loves it so much. We have like the Voxer chat every week about, you know, our thoughts and everything. Um, And she and I were walking by and we must have said something and you heard our accents and you kind of, I'll never forget, you kind of this like, what? And you said, where are you from? And we both at the same time went Orlando because we know that you're from Orlando. And you said, oh my God, come say hi. Then CJ came up and said, oh my God, weirdly enough, there's a connection here because uh, he has a Universal connection. Universal Studios is where we used to film Impact Wrestling, a company I was with for nine years um, as a presenter in professional wrestling. I don't wrestle. I'm more of a, you know, the voice of, per se. Remember the microphone? We won't go back to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we started talking. And he said, oh, get in line. You know, you got to meet her. You got to meet her. And you had that fabulous dress that was so great that you had all the fans sign, which is such a cool idea. And we waited. I don't think we ever got to connect there because we didn't, the, the con was ending and we just thought, oh gosh, missed opportunity. Then CJ was so nice to give me tickets. And I was with another friend of mine at your Christmas show and we were let in early and you were just stood at the bar talking to someone. And it was the perfect time to go say hi, but this is the thing. Like I do comic cons, I do autograph signings. I meet people. I've never really fully understood how people can like flip out and either cry or be shaking or fall all over their words and whatever. (laughs) That was me. 
I've had it happen a few times. I also met Sasha Velour, who I was like, my hands were clammy, flipping out. Love her as well. And um, I said to my friend, she goes, well, you have to go say something. I said, well, I, what do I say to someone? Like, I mean, what do I say to her? What do you say to someone like Ginger Minj? My God, whatever I say is stupid. And, you know, just pale and compared, do I bow? I don't know what I do. I'm just so in awe. <laughs> you curtsy, bitch. You curtsy. <laughs> I, I should have. And I'll tell you, that's why I honestly didn't. I was legit too freaked out. And so the show was phenomenal. Such a great time. And then the girls on Gaw TV, which is GAW, Grown-Ass Women TV, myself, Mickey James, Lisa Marie Varon, uh, two fabulous wrestlers, um, ex-WWE and Impact Wrestling, very, very famous, fabulous wrestlers. We do a show every Wednesday at 5 p.m. on YouTube, Gaw TV. And they surprised me with Ginger Minj for my birthday. And I literally died. We did a tea party theme. You came in theme, by the way. I did. And I love a theme. I must have cried at least twice. I was an idiot. I love a say something hat day. It was a say something hat day. And I will never forget it. I want to say thank you again, because I said, I want to say now, because before I have more vodka Red Bull, I said to you, and I want to say to you, Trinity, as well, like it means so much to me what you all do and how much you make a difference to people. Because one thing I have to say about professional wrestling is it's great and it's entertainment, but it pales in comparison to what you guys are doing and how you're entertaining and changing, oh God, and changing people's perspectives and acceptance. And I just think it's awesome. So well, I we just want to say that. Awesome. <laughs> well, oh, we'll gosh. give you a moment to compose yourself, refill the vodka Red Bull. Woo! And I want to dive into this career and God TV and all that. But yeah. we're going to take a quick break so we can hear a word from one of our many sponsors. Ooh. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, that sappy part's out of the way. Yay! <laughs> I had to say it. I wanted to say that to y'all for sure. Uh, oh my goodness. And we're back. Oh, I can't believe that product is just insane to me, Trinity. It's so good. <laughs> you know, Ginger, you're you're like the queen of uh, introductions of our uh, sponsors. I, li- I live that every single podcast you, uh, you randomly think, oh, this would be the perfect spot for... Um, advertisement. <laughs> well, good, you know. Uh, oh, well, hopefully, our advertiser this week is Kleenex or Red I know, Bull. I might need it. Or vodka. We'll or take smelling any- salts. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually not. It's it's um uh what is it? Is a uh, April showers or what is that? The douche commercial. Summer's Eve. If there's Summer's not a drag Eve. queen called Summer's Eve, I mean they're they're really doing us a disservice. Winter's morning. It's like the, those designer imposter fragrances, but for douches. <laughs> Could you imagine? Winter's morning. Winter's morning. There probably is a drag queen named Summer's Eve and Winter's morning. I know that there's one named April Fresh and she's from Orlando. Yeah, I know April. Yeah, we all know April. She was a staple at the Parliament House behind the bar for what, 25 years, 27 years, something like that. Yeah, doesn't she own Comedy Queen? She does own Miss Comedy Queen. And you're a former. 
I am a former. I was 2012. But now we've got oh. Tina Burner, who's been reigning for the last two years. She won and then had time to go and, and do a whole season of RuPaul's Drag Race and then have and a whole other season. Like, right? <laughs> and now, eventually, we'll crown another one. Maybe. We will. I'm out don't of even, Don't even get me started on All Star Six, which I like to call, which I like to call the show that Ginger Minge is going to win. Team uh, Ginger all the way. It's been such fun watching, though. It's been so much fun, especially the game within a game. That threw me, and I, I do love a little surprise. Uh, it threw us. It completely threw us. We didn't know what the hell was going on. We didn't even, like, it never clicked in our head. Oh, she said game within a game on day one. We just went about our business thinking everybody was packing up and going home, and all of a sudden, we had to sit there and watch them all lip sync. Which was, was a how long was that day? That was the longest day of my life, actually. Um, because, okay, so here's the tea. Well, at this point, I will have won or lost, so it doesn't really matter. So if I get in trouble for this, I don't fucking care. So <laughs> the real tea is that after Eureka was eliminated, it was already probably like 11.30 p.m. or something. And they took us back to, not to the workroom, they took us to the holding trailers way, way, way down on the end of the lot. Trini, you know which ones I'm talking about. Yep. Mm -hmm. And they were like, hey, we're having some electrical issues in the workroom. Um, just hang out here. And whatever you do, don't go around the corner because they're working on stuff. Well, girl, eventually after like two and a half hours of waiting, we had to pee and we needed to eat. And it was like, really really getting late and they finally came around and they were like all right we can go back to the workroom and wrap everything up so by the time we walked back in to pull the lipsticks out and talk about that shit it was already at least one o'clock in the morning oh no and then that message went off and everything happened and we had to sit and watch those lip syncs all of them we didn't get out of there until after three in the morning and oh had to turn around like luckily that was the last day of the week so we had the next day off but girl they were like we need more energy more energy and they kept plying those other girls with liquor because you know i'm sober i don't drink but it was fun for me to watch them actually serve them some brown liquor because <laughs> they were getting turnt hashtag turnt and it was just getting crazier and crazier with every lip sync but the good part about it was I hadn't seen a drag show in like a year at that point. So it was fun just to like sit back and watch them do their thing and not like have to be a part of it, but just talk about it. I loved watching figuring out what gimmick Silky was going to pull next, bitch. When she started <laughs> having sex with herself on stage, I, I was like, what is this bitch doing? Like rolling on the stage, humping it. I just thought it was so funny. Well, speaking, hilarious. speaking of gimmicks, like wrestling is a whole lot about gimmicks and stuff. Like everybody, like every character has their gimmick. It, it all goes back to like that old adage, you got to get a gimmick, you know, if you want to yeah. be successful. Um, and so you come from the wrestling world. I want to talk more about you and your experience and like everything you did that's brought you to this point. How long have you done wrestling? Like, like been involved with wrestling, rather? Um, so I'm 35 now. My first show was 2002, three days after my 16th birthday. It's been a damn minute. It's been a really long time. I started really, really young. And it, it, back then, back in my day, that was really, really young to start. There's some people here, you know, nowadays that are starting early, but it was really early for me to start. Um, 
And when I started watching professional wrestling around uh, 99, 2000, um, I have to be honest, and I, I get some flack for this. I really didn't want to be a female athlete. I, I, I loved the damsels in distress. I loved probably why I love drag. I loved the pomp and circumstance of it all, the entrances, the drama, the, the love triangles and all of that that comes with professional wrestling being somewhat of a soap opera in spandex, as we call it sometimes. Um, and I loved that, of the acting part of it. And uh, I was living in Southern California at the time. I was trying to get into acting a bit, but I was very young. And, you know, acting was was a bit harsh. And I kind of thought, you know, I love wrestling so much. Wrestling kind of has, it encapsulates all the things that I love. If I can say encapsulate, by the way, maybe I do need more vodka. I'm very proud of myself for using that word. <laughs> um, but, you know, it has acting. It's got, you know, uh, flashiness and glamour and all of that. And the girls that I loved were no offense, but not the very serious wrestlers. I loved the neon pink and, and the hair and the makeup and the photo shoots, the Caribbean DVDs where they were like Sports Illustrated. I loved them. And I loved Stephanie McMahon. Mm-hmm. She was kind of my original boss bitch, like suit wearing. She, she played a spoiled little rich girl, but she was also, you know, Vince McMahon who runs WWE. She's his daughter. And she had that spoiled brat character, but she was, you know, eventually started to own her own companies and really do a lot of boss babe moves. So that's who I wanted to be. And I loved that side of it. And I went to a few indie shows. Uh, A friend of mine knew a promoter and said, you know, she's very young, but she'd love to, you know, walk one of the guys down to the ring, which we call managing or being a valet. And that's what I really started doing. And, you know, being a character in that way, you can help them cheat, allegedly, or you can, you know, talk on the microphone for them. Uh, You know, you're sort of the voice for this big, scary wrestler. And I did that for many years. Then around 18, I got signed to Impact Wrestling, TNA Wrestling, as it used to be called, which, I mean, being at the airport and saying to someone I worked for TNA Wrestling sounded bad. It was TNA. So when they changed to Impact Wrestling, I'm like, listen, you're doing me a favor by not having to explain I work for TNA. I mean, nothing like that. But, um, just saying. But yeah, um, so I was with that company for nine years. And what sort of transpired is I got to manage, I got to be a ring girl for a very long time, but then when my storyline ended, I, did, I had a whole wedding on pay-per-view that, of course, went awry, shockingly. Um, and after my storyline ended, I sort of got into the presenting side of things. And I thought, you know what's great about this is after wrestling, meaning even now, I still am somewhat involved, but the presenting skills and video editing skills and things I do for Impact Wrestling will eventually help me in other areas, which it has now. So I'm very grateful to wrestling for, you know, teaching me all of those skills. Yeah, I love that. I, I never really watched wrestling growing up but once my husband and I got together you know he's a huge wrestling fan and it's it was such a big part of his life for so long so I was like all right let me sit down and much like you I'm like I love the story I love the drama I love the soap opera aspect and I love how like sexy and powerful and wonderful all the women are yeah and I also love how feminine most of the men are like they're not afraid to just kind of go out there and, and, and do it and wear it yeah. and be it. Like, I think that's so great. Yeah. I think there if are a lot of parallels. Like, there, there are. If you look at people like Ric Flair or Adrian Adonis and these different um, old school characters, even back in the 70s and 80s, you know, they were wearing, you know, they had the long hair. They were wearing these sequin robes and hot pink and all of these things. And it was a bit of a uh, uh, of an androgynous thing or like a blurred gender. And I think that's so cool because yeah. it was actually really 
encouraged to be different and to be loud and proud. And I love that. And wrestling has really evolved into a more woke environment because, you know, it was kind of seen as a Southern sport as like a man's sport, but they've gotten so much better with being progressive. And I'm, I'm really grateful to see that. That's, that's something that I'm really proud of with professional wrestling is they're kind of still moving with the times. And it's not just this boys club as it was, even when I started, it was, it was very different. Yeah. I love that. I just watched, um, the an episode of the toys that made us and they were talking about all of like the big boom with all the wrestling toys that came out and i just want to know like did you ever have a socal val doll a little figure you know what i got scanned twice with jack specific the um company that makes the action figures and they never made me one but to be honest people are always like oh you should have had an action figure and i'm like i was scanned i was going to eventually have one but to be honest not being a wrestler I'm probably on the bottom of the totem, but which I totally understand. I think that's very appropriate. But the cute thing is nowadays people will come to comic cons and they've gave, given me my own action figures that are actually like so, someone else's action figure, but they've painted the hair red, uh-huh. they put a sequin dress on it. They've made some for my husband. They've taken like any sort of bearded wrestler. They'll put like a scarf on it and it'll be my husband too. So people are really creative in that way that I have a lot of custom SoCalVal action figures and bobbleheads but they're not really official, but it's actually, that actually means more to me that they've made it themselves, you know? Well, is your from the wrestling world as well? My husband? Yeah. Is he no, from? And I, he's not at all. And I kind of, one of the wrestlers, um, Jinder Mahal, if anyone watches wrestling, they know who he is. I, he, he coined the term Civ. He's a civilian. So my husband is from kind of the restaurant industry, mixology. He owned a gastro pub. He's still in that industry as well. And it's sort of really, really refreshing, even having dated wrestlers, that he's not involved. He knows some wrestlers. They've come to his restaurant before. He is sort of up on it because of what I'm involved with, but he's not in wrestling. And I think that's really refreshing. I wouldn't have been surprised if I would ended up with if I had ended up with a wrestler. But to be honest, especially now that I'm kind of transitioning away from it, it's actually really refreshing that he's not in wrestling. And he sort of embodies a lot of things that the wrestlers that I've met and dated don't really uh, understand. He's more about traveling and, you know, going around Europe and he knows, you know, good food and wine and a lot of things that I'm interested in, especially the wine portion. Uh, <laughs> so for that reason, we're really well suited. He's, he dresses really, you guys would love how he dresses. He's like a cravat wearing, um, very experimental with like glasses and accessories and scarves and stuff. So we have a lot of fun. I've sort of doubled my scarf wardrobe marrying him, which is one of the reasons I committed it. Well, and you live in, in the UK, so there's there's like reason to have a scarf, you know? Well, that's funny. Is there you wrestling that, so there? Saying, sorry? Is there wrestling in the UK? There's a lot of wrestling here. I was just going to say to Ginger that when I moved here, being from like all these hot states, I never understood that scarves are like for a purpose. I thought it was just like, I'm going to throw on my silk scarf and be Joan Collins today. No, it's like for because it gets cold as hell here. But yeah. there's a huge wrestling scene here in the UK. And now even WWE has a uh, developmental promotion that's here. So it's gotten bigger and bigger. And uh, a lot of the wrestling here in the UK uh, has, is really flourishing even now. Oh, wow. Great. Yeah. Oh, I, I also just watched. Uh, I know this is such a non sequitur, but uh, the undercover boss with Stephanie McMahon. Mm-hmm. That was good, too. And that made me fall in love with her. Like, just just seeing how important the legacy of the business was to her right. and also the outreach to the community, like her in particular with um, with that that young man who was battling cancer. 
I believe, mm-hmm. and started the foundation and how much, you know, she brought all of the, the foundation in to help him. That was so wonderful. It, it is wonderful. And she actually helped uh, Gaw TV. We did a promotion that we're going to do annually, actually, called Dresselmania. Like WrestleMania. I got to do that. Yes, you did. And you donated a fabulous dress uh, from a fantastic performance that you had. And it was it, it went for bonkers. But I was so happy that the fans especially were so happy to have you because we mostly had wrestling gals. But of course, we were honored to have Ginger. And, you know, we gave all the money to a promotion. Uh, I'm sorry, charity that Stephanie McMahon recommended called Girl Up. And every year we're going to have a new charity. But Stephanie and, and WWE do amazing things for various charities, including Connor's Cure uh, for, you know, child yeah, cancer yeah. and, and, and yeah. children in need. Yes. And of, of course, she's very focused on, you know, female empowerment. And that's to me, she's a boss babe. I have certain heroes, of course, the queens, as, as I'm sitting here fangirling, but also, you know, Oprah and Stephanie and, and, and Tyra Banks and people that are doing really amazing things for, for great causes and using their platform for a really good uh, purpose. We love a good platform. Behind you, you have a fan. What does that say? Bless you know, your heart. One does love a bit of branding. And I was thrilled to <laughs> use my lovely Bless Your Heart fan from Miss Ginger Minch. That's it's- my fan trend. It says, Bless Your Heart. It's Southern for fuck you. Oh, that's your fan. That's yeah. mine. Oh, I live. We're seeing two ginger fans right here, ladies. <laughs> so, and that is my Sasha Valor pillow over there. Speaking of the queens, <laughs> I love that I'm, you're resting me on top of Sasha. Yeah, you're guy, you guys are getting real close back there. Well, you know, hey, if I had eyebrows, I'd raise them. I want to know. Before we have to wrap everything up, I'm having so much fun just kicking in with you today. I want you to talk a little bit about Gaw TV because I didn't know about it until I got to do it and I had such a great time. And since then I've been able to watch more and more and it's so interesting. Oh my gosh. Well, we're always so pleased when you watch and when you're in the chat room, we all just go, especially me. I'm like, oh my God, celebrity cameo in the house. Trinity, if you would ever be so kind, we would love myself especially. Love to have you on the show. So it's called Grown Ass Women TV. And, you know, it's all about female empowerment. It's two of the girls from wrestling, like I mentioned, Mickey James and Lisa Marie Barron, uh, who are absolute veterans of the business, beautiful inside and out, and just absolutely, uh, just really inspiring women. And, and I look, look up to both of them. It's funny because the show's actually gotten quite global in the sense that I'm recording near London, uh, Lisa's in San Diego, and Mickey's in Nashville. So to work out all the time zones, a bit crazy, but we started the show to sort of do um, almost like the view, like a slumber party type theme, cocktails, unfiltered. And we do um, interview a lot of people from wrestling, but we didn't want it to be the usual wrestling show. So the usual wrestling interview rather kind of starts with how did you get started in wrestling and blah, blah, blah. This is like a fun, safe space to learn about the person in a, on a personal level. No pressure, fun cocktail slumber party kind of theme. But the cool thing is we branched out and we didn't want it to just be about wrestling. So we branched out to, you know, singer Taylor Dane. We've had Kato Kalen. We've had uh, Peter Madrigal from Vanderpump Rules. We've had an Atlanta Braves pitcher on. We've, thank goodness, gotten into some drag race themed shows, which is, of course, my favorite. And yeah, we, we just wanted to introduce wrestling fans to other genres and really kind of talk about not just female empowerment. We have a lot of male, males on the show as well, but just kind of get real interviews that are not so contrived and not so stiff. You know, we wanted it to be something fun. And that's why we chose the slumber party theme, because if you were to meet Mickey, Lisa and I at a comic con or a wrestling show 
And we said we somehow got on, you know, really well. I just said got on. That's very British. Got along very well. That just came out. Whoopsie. Um, if we got along well, we'd say, hey, you know, come back to our room and let, let's have to open a bottle of wine and we'll get in our PJs and we'll chat. That's what you're experiencing. We're kind of just inviting you into the comfortable space to, to talk freely and to just have a giggle and have fun with us as people. Because especially Mickey and Lisa, everyone sees them as these very, you know, and they are strong, but they're these you know, tough female wrestlers and, you know, they're these famous gals and it's just sort of them telling their, you know, secrets and, and personal stories. And we asked that of our guests as well to kind of just come in and be real and have fun and, you know, just escape from the world a little bit, which we started in COVID. So even more reason to have like an escape. We don't talk about anything too serious. We never get political, which I totally could, by the way, but I wouldn't do that. Uh, we try to keep it light and fun and have it be an escape from the the real world, you know? I love that. Well, if anybody out there is listening and you haven't gone and checked out God TV, please go and do that. Please make sure that you follow SoCalVal on all social media. Where can they find you? I am on Twitter at SoCalValerie, on Instagram at OfficialSoCalVal. And if, if you search my name, SoCalVal, you'll find me everywhere. I'm, I'm very active on social media. I love it. It's a bit tedious, but I find it a lot of fun. Well, before we go, Trinity and I have this game that we like to play with all of our guests. It's kind of like two truths and a lie, but it's with uh, pornographic titles. So we're going to give you three titles of pornographic okay. movies, and you have to decide which one is fake. It's okay. harder than you think. That's not one of the titles. That's just a fact. <laughs> I always get it wrong. I've, I I, don't, I think I've only gotten one right in this you entire get it wrong. Really? <laughs> What if I've seen them all? That'll be embarrassing. Oh God! Well, then, then I applaud you. <laughs> All right. So our three choices this week are Grinding Nemo, <laughs> Turner and Cooch, and King Dong. Uh-huh. Oh my God! Like those all make so much sense. <laughs> these all get P.S. These all get sent to me by our listeners now. I love that. Is there a sequel called Grinding Dory, first of all? Uh, well, it's Grinding Hori. Oh, of, of course it is. <laughs> of course and it is. And if it's not, then there really should be. And I think we're on to something. And we yeah. should probably produce this. Can we trademark that? Let's give CJ, let's let's ask him. Um, I'm going <laughs> to... So, I'd say this. I'm going to go with Turner and Cooch. Turner and Cooch. And then how about you, Trinity? The fake one is Grinding Nemo. Actually, it was a trick this week. Those are all real titles. What? Those are all real. Can you believe that? No. No. I what know. What does Nemo be about? Like, how do they? Is that like, like? I don't even want to know. I I have no idea. I don't want to know. I I have vetted these, so I I, I do know that they exist. Um, I love the gills. Ew, but they gross. were all so good. I was like, I'm not going to make up one this week. I. King Dong. I mean, I need to see that. I feel like that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm mostly interested in Turner and Cooch because Turner and Hooch is all about uh, a man and his dog. Yeah. Um, So I'm not sure how that's going to work out. Lovable dog. Yeah. (laughs) It might be banned in most states, but it is. I might be Googling these just, you know, just for fun. After another podcast. So it could get weird after that. I don't know, but (laughs) that's life, isn't it? (laughs) <laughs> what was your first porn that you ever watched i'm like okay okay weird story so i may or may not allegedly uh 
started watching like stupid early and I would watch like, I was like really too young to be watching. It was uh, cine- depending on your preference. Uh, it was like, remember um, Cinemax had like real sex? Uh-huh. Yeah. Was HBO. It was HBO. It was HBO, the okay. real sex HBO theory. loved that. It was graphic, all uh-huh. for it. And then Cinemax had like the really soft core porn, which there was a scene and it was even that young. I was like, this is a lot of story. I mean, I don't know what's going on, but like, can we get to it? Uh, literally. Uh, <laughs> nine-year-old Val was very impatient. That's crazy. Um, but there was the weirdest thing was there was an actress that uh, was in a, not going to name names. She was in a soft core pornographic motion picture, the talkies. And she was in a scene where it was like her and a painter. Maybe it's my love of art. I was like, I like this. And they were like in the paint rolling around. And then I host comic cons here. I do Q and A's, the celebrity panels and Q and A's. And this said actress was also on a sitcom from the nineties that I also did watch. And I had to interview and I thought, I cannot look this woman in the eyes without picturing her just splattered with paint, getting it all over a canvas. So that was awkward for me. Just Didn't said, Mama, it. Mama, you are painted. Yeah, she was. <laughs> yes. Well, that has been fun. It's been uh, fun getting to know you. You're great at talking. I could literally hear you talk all day. I'm going to have to look up your podcast. Oh, my God. You're going to have to go do it, Tran. You have to do Please. it. Please. Yes, I would love oh, to. Love to. We would love to have you. We'll set that up for sure. We would be honored. And again, I just want to say, I am such a fan of what you all do. And I, especially you two, like I was like, oh my God, ask my husband all day. Well, all week I've been freaking out and I'm just so grateful to be here. And if you'd like to come on TV Trinity, we'd love to have you on God TV and Ginger, I love you. And I'm hoping to see either you or Trinity as well in Orlando. I'll be there probably around October. So we'll have to do some. Yeah, yeah. I'm there. Yeah. It's on like, yeah. like donkey dong. Oh no, King Dong. King, like King Dong. Dong. King Dong Un. That's probably. <laughs> well, before we let you go, do you have any words of wisdom, a parting shot for all of our listeners? Ooh, a parting shot. Um, I will say that the best piece of advice I've been given by Don West, professional wrestling, he's an announcer. Uh, just a little piece that I kind of always carry with me. Uh, there was a situation where someone was um, kind of giving him some grief. And he said that he refused to let someone rent space in his head because this is prime real estate. So that's something that I carry with me. And I tell the people all the time that if something bothering you, someone's, you know, uh, giving you grief, whatever, don't let anyone rent, rent space in your head because it's prime real estate. I will say that. That has helped me through a lot of things. And that is key to being a working girl. Yes, you are a working girl. You are. You are. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to work it. <laughs> well, you're working it every day, and I can't wait to get out there in the world. I love you so much, honey. Thank you for doing this. I love you guys. I'm such a fan. Continued success to the both of you. Mwah. Mwah. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Until next time. I'm Ginger Minge. What Was that my cue to say I'm Ginger Minge? Yeah. Oh, oh sorry. <clears throat> cue me again. Uh, um, until next time. I'm Trinity the Tux. Sidekick Ginger Minge. And I'm Ginger Minge's sidekick, Trinity the Tuck. <laughs> <laughs> we can't wait to see you next time. Until then, keep working it, girl. Have a good day. Work it, girls. Bye. Don't tell them how to live their life. You can have a good day, a bad day, whatever you want. 